Welcome into the weekly pickoff week 17 edition where you're back to back to back to back champion four straight weeks. I guess I'm your host. I guess I, I own this podcast now. I guess this is mine. This was originally Monica's. This was her thing. And she invited me to be a part of it. But um, I have walked into through the front door, gone into her refrigerator, made myself a sandwich, sat in the best seat in the living room, turned the TV on to what I want to watch, and it is my house now. Wow. <laughs> Well, that's quite a takeover. <laughs> I would say. Listen, I think you said it best when you discovered that you have never outpicked me by more than one game. You know, when they look back on who won, they don't go, hmm, they only won by one score. You know, the Patriots, every single one of those Super Bowls is by one score. Okay, we so don't. that just means that they played other teams that were really good. Sure, you could look at it that way. I don't. I will to look, look at, at it that, that way. way. <laughs> I choose to look at it that way. Thank you okay, very, very much. Very listen, good. listen. I think that my bold prediction about the Titans-Packers game deserves some uh, some cred. For sure, for sure. No question. I said Derrick Henry would have under 100 yards. He had 98. Thank you very much. And I said that Devontae Adams would walk all over the Titans secondary, and he had three touchdowns. That one you nailed. I'll give you that one. That one you definitely nailed. And Derrick Henry did not have a touchdown at all, so I would call that stuffed. I would not call 98 yards stuffed by any any universe, but I will say that he didn't do anything in the first half the Packers walked all over them. Devonte Adams looks amazing, and you are mostly right. And for the sake of your statement, you're right. So I'll give Thank it to you. you. But stuffed you. is is that's why I, I probed you on the stuffed remark. Like, what is stuffed? Because 98 yards is not stuffed. But he was held below his normal performances. So you're right. Yes, in comparison to the amount that he has been producing. He came up short. So for sure, I, I stand on that. Um, what was your favorite moment of week 16? Um, I don't know, probably the Browns bronzing themselves uh, into needing help now to make the playoffs. Hmm. Um, that was your favorite was. moment. It was, I just, I, uh, you know, honestly, I would say my favorite moment was probably just last night because I needed all of the 40-some points that Stefan Diggs gave me to get third place in my one-money league. Mm. Um, that might have been my favorite moment. It definitely wasn't watching the Eagles-Cowboys game, that's for sure. Heck no. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's – how about you? It, I, and, it, and one more thing. It definitely was not watching the Steelers-Colts game because I root against the oh Steelers almost gosh. every week. And uh, I was riding high on my hate the Steelers bandwagon because they were down and the Colts just Philip Rivers. Everything that I said early in the season about Philip Rivers came true. Anyway, the floor is yours. Well, my next question was going to be, what was your most disappointing thing that happened in week 16? Would it, would it be that game? Is that what your answer would be? But without going too deep into this, it was not the Eagles game. Because as much as I never want to lose to the Cowboys, I did not want to make the playoffs. Right. Um, we can have a discussion maybe next week or, or another week. Um, sure. We'll have that discussion about the Cowboys today, and I'll explain that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I had Tom Brady in one of my leagues, and, and – uh, I mean, he scored about eight trillion points in the first half and then didn't even see the light of day in the second half because the Lions are just, just abysmal, abysmal, trash, horrible, mm-hmm. awful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, there wasn't any like, oh, that was amazing. Like there wasn't a super highlight for me and, okay. and there wasn't really a super low light for me. So I don't know. What, what do you think? Well, one of my favorite moments was the end of the Dolphins Raiders game. 
Oh, I, okay, sure. The the Ryan Fitzpatrick uh toss down to the sideline. I don't even remember who caught it at this point because all I was focusing on was the defender's hand on Fitzpatrick's face mask, twisting his head around, and yet he still threw that pass perfectly. And that set them up to win the game with that field goal. I just, uh, I don't know how you do that. That was incredible. I literally looked at Kristen, who was just sitting right next to me, and I paused it and I rewinded the game. And I said, I've never seen that in my life. I've never seen a 35, 45 yard, whatever. It was a long throw. It was. It had to be perfect. It had to be right on the sidelines. It had to be accurate. It had to have enough strength to get there in time to go out of bounds in time, blah, blah, blah. Right. It was perfect. And he was looking over at the sideline because his head was, he was like the exorcist. His head was backwards. Like it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And I'm just like, I've never seen a throw like that before in my life. And this is a guy that is, he's brought into teams to be the backup. Like he's Uh not the franchise for any team in the last 12 years. So um, for Fitzpatrick, to always he plays with so much heart mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. um i still think i don't understand what the dolphins are doing at quarterback it is working somehow oh my gosh they've really created a situation for themselves but yeah anyway they did that, they did that was but... that was the play of the week for sure yeah oh definitely for me anyway that was the play of the week i think my most disappointing it depends how how we're talking about it because if we're talking just like in general most disappointing thing about the week was last minute all the Browns wide receivers being on the COVID reserve list because that's just a stinky situation to be in especially against the Jets um so I I would just say league-wide that was my uh, disappointment, but if we're talking fantasy wise, I was playing for first place, and my opponent had Alvin Kamara, who we all know had like fifty six fantasy points, and so game over. I mean, six what touchdowns. Do? What are you gonna do? The Vikings defense is just horrible. And uh. you're like, you're like begging for advice throughout the day. Like, right. what do I do? What right. what do I like? And like, I'm telling you, here's all the high risk moves you can make because you're not going for safe players at this point. You have to make up serious ground. Right. So, but like every call that I made other than the Matt Ryan call was garbage. Uh, right. Well, <laughs> and, and you, <laughs> you were the one who like gave me the heads up about Baker Mayfield, who I was so excited to have as my starting quarterback against the Jets. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, who's he going to throw to? So I was, I was glad that you gave me the heads up about that. Um, and, and made the point about Matt Ryan needing to have air yards and things like that. But I mean, there, there was no good surefire option. And even if I had put my three players on the bench who had like a combined like 90 some points in the slots that my other players did horribly in, I still would have lost because Alvin Kamara had 56 points. I mean, good Lord. Yeah, I, I will say losing is never good, but when losing is pretty well out of your control, it doesn't sting as bad as when you made a bad call and that's the reason you lost. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, Hey, better luck next year, I guess. Right. Yeah. Hey, (laughs) Hey, second place is not the worst. I mean, how many, how many teams are in our league? 14, 14. So That's, that's a big league. I know. So second place is not too shabby. And in my other six person league, we're still, the settings got messed up. So our championship is week 17, which is going to be fun, but I will be playing for third place. So that's not too shabby either. No. And uh, I hate week 17. I'm not going to go on a long tangent about this, but week 17 fantasy uh, titles are the worst. Patrick Mahomes is out this week. I know. Jared Goff is out this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, a lot of guys that, that got you here are not going to be available to you. Travis Kelsey is on a ton of championship rosters, not yep. going to be available. 
Yep. Don't play in week 17. Actually, next year, play in week 17. Because there will be a week 18 regular season game. We're going Correct. to 17 games next year. Correct. So if, yep. if you're in a league that plays to week 17 and it's awful and you hate it, convince your league. Keep week 17, but don't go to week 18. Yep. Just yep. Exactly. Advice. Exactly. And that was, like I said, the settings got messed up and For sure. know, whatever. So things happen. But, uh, but yeah, so I would say Alvin Kamara. He may have won Drew Brees' son a championship, but he uh, <laughs> he's not uh, on my good side right now. <laughs> yeah, he uh, so. yeah he won and lost many a championship. Yes. So um, as we look at the playoffs, uh, yeah. do you want to give me kind of your thoughts initially, or do you want me to start? Um. Well, I want you to start, and then I'm gonna probably springboard off of some of your thoughts okay so let me start with the nfc um and obviously as we give these we're spoiling our picks to some degree which we'll still go over um but uh so the three teams that are fighting for two playoff spots right now are the rams the bears and the cardinals if you haven't mm-hmm. heard the Rams, Jared Goff is out this week. Uh, I don't even know what the heck their backup's name is. I've never heard of him in my life. Um, he's a rookie. Well, of course. He's probably like a 19th round pick who got drafted from Buffalo Wild Wings College. And, no. Uh, but that's your favorite joke. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think uh, Mitch Trubisky is looking better and the Bears have a chance. Uh, Kyler Murray supposed to play, but they're not totally sure. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I believe. Okay. Well, here's what I have. I have the Rams and the Cardinals both getting in at nine and seven. So I have the Cardinals beating the Rams this week, um, which I also have the Bears losing to the Packers, mm-hmm. which would mean the Bears would be on the outside looking in. So right. the uh, the five and the six seed, uh, excuse me, the six and the seven seed at that point would be the Rams and the Cardinals. Um, when you look at those three teams, what two do you have in? Who do you have out? And why? Yeah, I actually have the same as you. And really, that's because um, the Bears' playoff chances rest on. Um, <laughs> their matchup with the Packers and the Packers still have something to play for. They're still playing for a first round bye. They haven't locked that in yet. And so, uh, I mean, that's pretty important. It's not like they're going to be pulling their starters and, you know, taking it a little bit easy because it's a game that doesn't matter. It absolutely matters for them. And if we saw what the Packers did to the Titans, I absolutely believe that they can play that well against the Bears um, because the Bears have been hot and cold. And sure, Trubisky looks fine, but like, look at his matchup the last two weeks. Um, do I think that the Bears have some pieces that they could put together to potentially be contenders maybe next year? Sure, but I just don't think it's going to happen this year based on the matchup. I do also have the Cardinals winning. It's it's really hard for me with a a rookie uh, quarterback coming in, making his very first NFL start in week 17. Uh, Daryl Henderson is out. Cam Akers is questionable. And I just saw that Cooper Cup is now on the COVID reserve list. So who knows who else is going to end up on that list? Because once there's one, there are usually more to follow. Uh, so that doesn't look like good news for the Rams. Yep, we are in agreement there. Um, and then I guess what isn't decided as well is the NFC East, mm-hmm. um, which I do have uh, Washington winning that division. Um, all they have to do is beat the Eagles, and they're in. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't see the Eagles, um, who have nothing to play for. Uh, putting up a, a fight against a team that would love to complete the comeback story with Alex Smith, who has a shot to play this week. Right. Um, they're missing Terry McLaurin. Um, yep. They do have uh, Gibson back uh, in the, in the backfield, which has, has been good for them. Yep. That's uh, yeah, super helpful g- for them. Um, 
even though I do have the Cowboys beating the the Giants, uh, mm-hmm. and it will, you know, you'll need Washington will have to win in order to beat them with a tiebreaker. I, I do have Washington. So uh, yeah. that's kind of my look at the NFC. Any other thoughts on that? No, I'm in agreement on that, too. Um, I know that Jim Schwartz, defensive coordinator for the Eagles, came out today and did say they're playing for a no-hat policy, meaning they can't let another team put on the uh, division championship hats <laughs> on their field. But okay, sure. um, I just – I'm sorry. Like, you really don't have anything to play for. If I was the Eagles at this point in the season, I would be doing – something probably a little bit similar to what the Patriots should be doing. And that's just testing the waters with some of these other guys that you have on your roster who haven't gotten a whole lot of playing time. You had no preseason. Um, You know, you're going to have to go into basically an entire rebuild. So put some of these guys out on the field who are completely unproven and just see what you've got. Because at this point you have literally nothing to lose. Will that happen? Probably not, but it makes sense to me in a game that doesn't matter. So that's just some of my thoughts on that. But yeah, I don't think that Washington is going to have too much of a, a problem. Yeah. I don't want to sing, see a single player in this game over the age of 30 play, to be honest. <laughs> I want to see every young player we have, which is less than most teams get on yep. the field. And uh, I don't think that'll happen, um, but we'll see. Uh, jumping over to the AFC, the yeah. Chiefs did wrap up the first round by. Uh, which is even more valuable than it would be in a normal year because uh, each conference only gets one. Um, You've got the Bills there and the Steelers both at 12 and three. Uh, They've wrapped up their division. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you've got the AFC South, uh, which could absolutely go either way, Um, Mm -hmm. especially with the Colts playing the Jaguars this week. I mean, that's completely on the table that, that the Colts could steal that division. Um, as I look at this, um, I do have both the Colts and the Titans getting in. Um, I don't particularly know that it will matter whether Tennessee wins or loses. I think they'll get in. Whether they get the, the division crown is you know up for debate. Mm-hmm. But then I also have uh, the Dolphins losing to the Bills yep. um, and the Ravens winning. Yep. But then when I have the Browns losing to the Steelers, that puts Cleveland on the outside looking in, which would just be the worst for the season that they've had. Mm-hmm. They've had such a good season. There was a point three weeks ago, I remember, I think I said it on the podcast, they were either 98 or 99% uh, probability to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And right now, of the four teams, I think they have the worst percentage to make it now it's like 60 percent like they definitely have a realistic shot to make it basically if they win they're in um Uh and then even if they lose they can get some help um but uh yeah i i I think that cleveland's gonna miss out and uh man that's gonna suck for them the 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 covid thing last week against the jets i mean that should have been a guaranteed win and uh that killed them uh, it, yeah. I don't think their play calling really helped them out. Um, I, I, they, I think the first like 20 plays they passed 14 times with no mm-hmm. wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like I was watching the Eagles with Doug Peterson when Carson Wentz was in there. I mean, run the darn ball anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of my thoughts. And uh, what a year the Bills have had. I mean, I don't, I don't need oh. to go too deep onto it, but. Um, Wow. He looked fantastic last night. Uh, Josh Allen looked fantastic yeah. last night. And yep. uh, what an acquisition Stephon Diggs has been. So I know. I'm so ready to see these playoffs. There's so many live teams this year. I mean, just really quickly, I could see Green Bay winning it all. The Saints could win it all. Anytime you have Russell Wilson on your team, they've got a shot. You can't cut out Tom Brady. Right. Uh, the Chiefs, of course, have a shot. The Bills have a shot. Steelers, I don't think they do but man they have a good enough record you'd think they have a shot right and then Lamar Jackson was last year's MVP so I'm not ready to count out the Ravens so there's just so many live teams this year I feel like I haven't been able to say that 
uh, in a long time. And, and maybe that's a little bit of the Patriots not being around effect <laughs> where it could be, it could very well they be. basically just wrap up the, the AFC almost every year. So. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the AFC this year? Yeah. Uh, I agree with you somewhat. Um, I do have both the Colts and the Titans winning and I do have the dolphins losing. Um, so I think, like you said, the Colts and the Titans are still going to both make the playoffs, whether one of them is the AFC South champion or not. Um, But I actually do have the Browns uh, taking the victory over the Steelers this week. And part of that is because the Steelers already have announced that they are resting Ben Roethlisberger. They're putting Mason Rudolph in. We saw how hot and cold he was last year. Um, and if I know that Mike Tomlin says that it's not like they're going to rest all of their starters, but if they were smart, they would give their starters some rest before this playoff season starts because of exactly what you just said. There are so many teams that are just so good and they're going to have a run for their money. They're going to have a tough road ahead of them. And so I just, I think if he's smart, he would do that. Now the Browns, I do think the whole COVID thing was a little bit unfair um, to them, which, I mean, it's not just them, it's hit every team this year, but I think that there's such a stigma around the whole thing right now where it's like, oh, well, what was the guy doing? Was he not following protocol? Did he bring this on the team himself? Whatever. I just feel like at this point, that's a really hard thing to say because it's kind of everywhere. So who knows? For sure. Completely and, agree. And so it's one of those things that's like, it wasn't their fault. And I can imagine just like the play calling. There was probably so much fluster last minute finding out like the day before the game. Uh Oh, <laughs> like we're going to have a problem here um, trying to throw the jets off and it just didn't work. So I can't really like hold this week against the Browns. Um, and if the players that are on the COVID reserve list because of close contact would continue to test negative, they could play this week and so that would be a huge lift for the Browns and they have a lot more to play for than the Steelers do the only thing the Steelers are really playing for at this point is to get the Browns out of the playoffs so I would say that the Browns have a real shot so I do have them winning and then the Dolphins would be the team that would fall um at that point but that would be the only kind of disagreement that I would have on that front with the AFC sure yeah, so. I think those are the two teams that have the the uh, hardest road to get in, I would say. So mm-hmm. I, uh, while I, I disagree with the individual team, I think that that's the next closest option. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. sit here and argue with you about that. I think that's pretty pretty reasonable take. Uh, so Yeah. So should we get into these uh, Week 17 picks and just kind of fill in some of the gaps that we haven't talked about yet? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, by all means, if you just want to kind of blow through some of these games that have no, uh, no impact on playoffs, feel free. <laughs> like, I mean, there's there's just some junky games uh, amidst some pretty good games. Uh, but there's some, some trash that we can just kind of breeze through so yeah absolutely okay so we have all Sunday games this week which is going to be different but kind of exciting especially to be able to watch so many games um at both the one o'clock and the 425 slot I'm so excited to just sit in front of red zone this week and watch all these games um so First up, we have the 4 and 11 Falcons going to the 10 and 4 Buccaneers. Uh the Bucks have clinched uh the playoff berth and uh Bruce Arians has come out and said that he will not be resting his starters this week. So, I think that this is a pretty obvious uh Buccaneers win here. Yeah, for sure. I you, you you're they are fighting for different seating right now. I do believe that they're not locked into uh the fifth spot. So, sure. um you you do need to I don't think they can take the Saints. No, they can't take the Saints division. I'm looking at that right now. Um, so yeah, they, they're just fighting for, I mean, who, who would you rather face? Would you rather face the Washington football team or would you rather face the Seattle Seahawks? Um, if they can stay where they are right now, then they're going to face the football team or the yeah. Cowboys or the 
Giants, or however mm-hmm. that ends up working out. And uh, all of those matchups are better than going to Seattle and playing Russell Wilson. So uh, pretty obvious that uh, you, you need to win this game. You don't have to to get in the playoffs, but um, and then the Falcons don't really have much to play for. I don't expect Julio Jones to play in a meaningless game when he could get an entire offseason of rest. Um, Matt Ryan has surprised me these last couple weeks. I, I really kind of wrote him off as someone who is just going to absolutely kill you in fantasy football and someone who is just going to kind of pack it in and say, we'll try again next year. Yeah. And uh, he's looked good. And so I do expect them to put up some points. Of course, I expected that very same thing against the Chiefs and they put up 14. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's the Buccaneers. <laughs> All right, great. Okay, this next game we did talk about. We have the six and nine Cowboys going to the six and nine Giants, and we both have the Cowboys winning this game. Um, the Giants just—we've talked about the Giants enough. I don't think that there's anything else that we really need to say uh, about that team and the Cowboys, even though the middle of their season was very dark after Dak Prescott got injured. They've kind of pulled it together a little bit. So. Uh, yeah, give me the Cowboys. I don't think they're going to win the NFC East, though. Yeah, I feel the same way. I just want to correct one little thing. Um, the Giants are actually a 5-10 and 10 and not 6-9, and nine, and that's just really important because uh, they have to win and Washington has to lose for them to get in the playoffs, um, and they would have the tiebreaker uh, over all three of the other teams. Um, so, so, yeah, well, uh, Giants at 5-10, and 10, but uh, regardless, I, I have them going to 5-11. and 11, um, it's good that they've scheduled the games this way where at one o'clock that game, which will still have playoff importance happens. And then later in the day, the Eagles and Washington game happens um, because if it was reversed in Washington one, could you imagine having a completely irrelevant Cowboys giants game on Sunday night football? Mm. Nope. Good job, everyone. <laughs> but gosh, what an awful way to end the regular season. Just two miserably bad teams. And, uh, And I don't think this game will end up mattering anyway. Give me the Cowboys, and it's a shame that their season isn't over sooner. Yep, yep, agreed. All right, next up, we have the two and – where am I at here? Thirteen. Two and thirteen Jets going to the six and nine Patriots. Um, This game is going to be a total disaster. Yes, I like the Patriots don't know who they're going to start. You have a lot of people saying like, just go ahead and start Stidham because Cam has just not done what they hoped that maybe he would do this year. He's come out and said, it's been like a job interview all year. They have some uh, pretty key defensive players who are now injured. Julian Edelman is not expected to come off of injured reserve for this game. Like, Normally, I would say give me the Pats, but because it's just such a disaster in New England right now, I think I'm going to go with the Jets because they have momentum and this game does not matter, but I'm choosing the Jets. How sad is that? Well, I have the Jets highlighted on my piece of paper, Mm -hmm. but I refuse to allow the Jets to have been picked (laughs) and and for me to not take the other side. So... I'm changing my pick. Uh, I think your analysis is correct. I think the Patriots, uh, I think Bill Belichick is the smartest coach in the league and he doesn't care about one individual, uh, excuse me, regular season game. And he knows that he can improve his draft position and the Jets somehow, some way are playing with some kind of pride. And while I do think the Jets will win, I am going to take the Patriots because there is no way in Hades that I am allowing an opportunity for the Jets' loss to help me in the pickup. So give me the Patriots. All right. Um, even though it goes against my analysis, it's it's smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so this, <laughs> this next game also does not matter. Um, again, this is a draft order game. Uh, we have the 6-9 and nine Vikings going to the 5-10 and 10 Lions. Matt Stafford got a little banged up. He sprained his ankle at the very beginning of uh, the game in Week 16, and um, 
he's been battling some other injuries too. He has like a ligament issue in his thumb or something and like a rib cartilage issue or whatever. And he wants to play on Sunday, but I also have seen some reports that if the Lions were smart, they would just let him rest and let him heal because this game does not matter. Um, So I, I just, the Lions again, have a lot of pieces that are missing and the Vikings offense has it's the Vikings defense that's killing them, to be honest with you. Like their offense isn't terrible. Uh, so I'll, I'll take the Vikings in this game, give them one more win so that they end their season seven and nine. Yeah, I, I'm actually going to take the Lions here. Uh, and it's a little bit of my heart believing in Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford wants to be on the field so bad. And if you remember the beginning of his career, uh, season one, he ends the season 10 games into the year. I think he tore his ACL. And uh, season two, he only played three games. Since then, other than one season, he's played every single game. Um, He looked like he was just a fragile, broken quarterback. And he's gone on, I'm looking at eight years now where he's played every game last year, he did miss eight games. Uh, But this is a guy who's had football kind of taken away from him for long stretches. And yes, he's so tough. Mm -hmm. He he need this poor guy needs to get out of Detroit. Oh man. All right. Give me the lions. (laughs) They're not the better team, but I believe Matt Stafford's going to give it everything he has. And I think the team's going to rally around him. All right. Well, fine by me. Uh, <laughs> we are going to go. We already talked about this game. We have the 12 and 3 Steelers going to the 10 and 5 Browns. You took the Steelers. I'm taking the I Browns. Did. And we already explained why. So we can move on to the next one. Absolutely. Okay. We have the 10 and 5 Ravens going to the uh, 4, 10, and 1 Bengals. The Ravens are playing for a playoff spot. If they win, they're in and they have no reason not to win this game. For sure. Uh, Lamar Jackson needs to kind of get the ball rolling here. He's been fine this year, but when you come off an MVP season, your goal is not to be fine. Um, Mm -hmm. He needs to remind people this week why he was the MVP last, last year. And, uh, you know, they were a first round. Well, it wasn't the first round of the playoffs, but for them, it was the first round. Uh, They got bounced out last year in the playoffs. And uh, uh, I want to see something out of them. I want to see something out of Lamar Jackson. And uh, J.K. Dobbins has looked good. Uh, Gus Edwards has looked good. Uh, Keep running the ball, and, and they should win by probably 20 points or so. Sure. Yep. All right. So we both got Ravens on that one. This next one, we also did talk about, uh, we have the 10 and five dolphins going to the 12 and three bills. The only way that I see the dolphins potentially winning this game is if, uh, the bills come out later this week and say that they're going to be resting some of their starters. But I think this is a hard one too, because I believe the bills are what the number two seed right now. No. That's not correct. No, they are. You're right. They are. Okay. Yeah. So they're essentially playing for whatever team they're going to play next week. And if it if the Dolphins beat them, there's a chance that they have to go play the Dolphins again next week. Yeah, that's I a believe. good point. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, it's, it's very possible that that could happen. Sure. So, I mean, would you – I don't know. The Dolphins' defense is a little scary to me, so – I I don't know. I feel like they need to put up a fight in this game. But if the Bills do come out and say, like, hey, we're going to rest, then I can see maybe the Dolphins winning. But they haven't said that so far. So I'm going to go with the Bills, especially after that win on Monday Night Football over the Patriots. I mean, wow. Yeah, that was. uh, Yeah, they they stomped them in the next year, literally. (laughs) And uh, I don't have the Dolphins in this game. I do have the Bills. And uh, part of that to me is just the Bills being a better team. Part of that to me is uh, the Dolphins, even though it worked out uh, for this game, their quarterback situation is so confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, Fitzpatrick is clearly the better quarterback this year. I don't think there's a question. And 
it's week 17 and I'm not sure who the starter is. I haven't seen a report that Fitzpatrick is absolutely the starter. He sure should be. I don't know if you've seen one. Um, uh, no, I have. They're sticking with Tua and they're uh, basically. What in the world? Yeah. Uh, Brian Flores called Ryan Fitzpatrick their relief pitcher. That is so asinine. Oh, my <laughs> God. They're so dumb. So I, I know. So I know how you they're feel so, about that. So They're so dumb. You know what, man? You might be right about the Dolphins getting bounced. Just when you do stupid things, stupid things happen to you. And uh, whatever. Okay, I'm not I'm not going to keep going on this. Give me the bills. I'm moving on. The Dolphins are stupid. Yeah. Well, one of the other things, too, with the Dolphins, and this is the last thing I'll say before we move on to the next game, is uh, Fitzpatrick does become a free agent after this season. So um, I think that that's also an interesting piece of the quarterback puzzle for them. Um, and... I mean, we'll get into that in a couple of weeks. We're going to talk about the quarterback free agent market and things like that because it's it's insane this year. Um, and so Fitzpatrick could end up on a different team next year, and maybe that is part of the reason why they have gone with Tua as their starter. But time will tell. Okay, so we are now going to move on to the 425 slot. We have the 11-4 and four Seahawks going to the 6-9 and nine 49ers. Um, Jimmy G is not expected to come back this week. Um, Ayuk is out with, I believe, a high ankle sprain. Honestly, the injuries for the 49ers have continued to pile. Um, I think Nick Mullins is still out. So there's, they're with, they're not stuck with, but they're, they basically got CJ Beathard as their starter at this point. Like who else are they going to go with? Um, Kittle came back last week, made a little bit of a difference, but you know, not, not too much. And the Seahawks are playing for potentially a first round buy, if you can believe it. Um, and so they have just, they have a lot to win for. And so give me the Seahawks on this one. Yep. We feel the same way. I actually didn't know that the Seahawks were in the running for, Uh, a first round bye, but they do hold tiebreakers uh, over the Packers. Mm -hmm. And so they would need the Packers and the Saints both to lose uh, because the Saints hold a tiebreaker over uh, the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't bench your guys and and the 49ers aren't going to keep up with them. Um, Man, I'm taking a lot of road teams this week. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't really love to do that, but uh, um. DK Metcalf has kind of been disappointing these last couple of weeks. Where did he go? He was. Let's not even talk about DK Metcalf, who was like. <laughs> oh, that's a sore spot. Sorry. Oh, oh he I'm... he was like my secret fantasy pick that nobody knew why I was taking him, and then all of a sudden he went off, and then the last couple of weeks he's been so quiet. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, yep. I digress. All right, so we, we both got digress. the Hawks on this game. We do. Um, we did talk about this next game already. We have the eight and seven Cardinals going to the nine and six Rams. We both have the Cardinals winning this game, but we both also have the Rams still making the playoffs. Correct. For sure. And just briefly, uh, the Cardinals, um, are, are disappointing right now. Uh, Kyler Murray is not doing what he was doing in the first half of the season. And, uh, even though I have the Cardinals to win this game, I totally could see the Rams upsetting them. I call it an upset because they're starting a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not some automatic victory just because they're starting a backup quarterback. Um, yeah, Cardinals, but with hesitation. Sure. Okay. Uh, next, we have the 1-14 Jaguars, who are currently holding the first pick in the 2021 draft. Going that is to... locked in. That, that is locked in. It's <laughs> yes, done. it is. Uh, going to the 10-5 Colts, who are playing to get into the playoffs. And we talked about this one, too. I think they're going to make it. Yeah, I don't. The Jaguars have nothing to play for, quite literally, which actually could work the opposite way. Because, <laughs> you know, now now that they if they win, it doesn't hurt their draft position. Maybe they'll be more um, more motivated to win. But no, give me the Colts. Uh, Philip Rivers, get your head out of your behind. Get it together, man. 
All right. Uh, so next up, we have the 10 and 5 Titans going to the 4 and 11 Texans. And we again, we talked about this one earlier. We do both have the Titans winning. Now, here's a caveat, though, that I didn't mention. I think the only way that potentially the Texans could upset the Titans is because of that heartfelt rant that J.J. Watt <laughs> went on after their loss this past Sunday. Um, but you also have a little bit of a banged up Deshaun Watson who's expected to play, but who knows? Um, yeah. Give me the Titans. They have everything to play for at so, this point. So uh, I actually am taking the Texans. I know that it sounds like I had taken the Titans. I didn't say that outright. Um, I, I implied that the Titans would get into the playoffs because they'll have the whole tiebreaker over Cleveland, who I also have uh, losing. Okay, uh, okay, I see what you're saying now. But but just the Titans, you know, they uh, they got a little bit embarrassed up in Lambeau, and the Texans, you know, oh man, stuff like that. When when I see JJ Watt, you know, just pour his heart out. I love JJ Watt. What a great, oh, yeah. great player. He does so much stuff for the community. Yep. And uh, yeah, give me the Texans purely off of emotion, <laughs> their emotion and my emotion. All right. Next game, we have the seven and eight Raiders going to the five and 10 Broncos for a game that does not matter. Um, the Broncos have some cleaning up to do in the off season as our Eagles do. Um, the Raiders almost pulled it together against the Dolphins. Uh, Nelson Aguilar decided he can catch a football. Um, I, I'll go Raiders on this one. Derek Carr surprised me, looked really good. Didn't look like he was injured at all. Um, give them a little bit of a better end to their season. I'll take the Raiders. I'm going to take the Broncos. I think Garrett Carr's job is a little more secure than Drew Locke's is. Hmm. Um, and I think Drew Locke is playing for the opportunity to start next year. Yeah. I don't know that he's earned it. If you can give me a three touchdown, no interception game, maybe you'll earn it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm taking the Broncos because it feels right. It's a lot of emotion this week. I, I usually use my head a lot, but it's, I just think that uh, Drew Locke is is fighting for his his football life here. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, that is a little bit unlike you to uh, go with the heart on a lot of these. But yeah, I mean, even if Drew Locke for me, even if he is fighting for his job, I just don't know if he's going to be able to to do it with the team that he has right now. So, sure. I don't know. We'll see. We'll uh, we'll see if they pull that one out for you. Okay, we have the six and nine Chargers going to the fourteen and one Chiefs. Andy Reid did say that not only uh, is he going to be resting Patrick Mahomes, but he will likely rest many of his starters. And the Chargers have really—they've been on a little bit of a roll the past couple of weeks. They've played really good football. Justin Herbert looks amazing. Um, yep. And this game really does not matter for the Chiefs. So I would. Yeah, I'm just going to go with the Chargers on this one. I think that they're going to be able to to pull off one last win of the season. All aboard the Herbert Express. I will take the Chargers as well. And uh, Herbert is the best rookie quarterback I've seen in a long time. So yep. I'll leave it there. And uh, I like what they have going on for the future. Yes, I agree with you. Okay, we did talk about this next game. We have the 12 and 3 Packers going to the 8 and 7 Bears. If the Packers win, they have secured the first round bye. If the Bears win, they make the playoffs. Um the Packers just look so good. Um we already both have said we picked the Packers. Um and I think that we're going to have uh, an interesting game in Lambeau in a couple of weeks. Fully agree. Uh, giving the Packers, um, Devontae Adams is possibly the best wide receiver in football. Uh, all the things we were saying about Michael Thomas last year, you can apply those to Devontae Adams this year. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. 
and for the Packers defense to just make the Titans look very boring and uninspired in a game that Derrick Henry should have really been featured in the snow. Um, it's going to be really hard to go into Lambeau and get a win. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. even though I, even though I had the saints coming out of the NFC to go to the super bowl, I know uh, game games going through Lambeau, man, that, that might change. I'm going to give it a week, but that might change. Yep. So Packers yep. Packers for sure. All right. Well, speaking of the Saints, they are sitting at 11 and four going to the Panthers, who are at five and 10, whose season is over. Uh, The Saints would secure a first round bye if Green Bay would lose and Seattle would win. So the Saints still have something that they're playing for here. They definitely are in the playoffs. But if they want that first round bye, there is a chance, uh, which is largely out of their hands but that also means that resting their starters is probably out of the question and though they've had some injuries this season they are still playing like a playoff football team so I will take the Saints over the Panthers who Christian McCaffrey's not coming back they just have they they have pieces but they just don't have them all and they're not gonna they're not gonna upset the Saints team they will not. Uh, I would like to see the Saints pick a quarterback <laughs> because I started Drew Brees in one of my leagues because it's a two-quarterback league. And mm-hmm. uh, Taysom Hill had more fantasy points than starting quarterback Drew Brees. Um, kill me. So, uh, mm. yeah. Give me the Saints. They're a better team. Panthers have nothing to play for. Um, I have said good things about Teddy Bridgewater this year. And mm-hmm. I've gone back and looked at the stats, and I'm actually a little bit more disappointed than I thought I was. So um, if you're a big believer in Teddy Bridgewater, I would encourage you to just take a peek at what he's done on the whole season. And uh, there's a chance that the Panthers might need to look for another quarterback. So I'm just throwing that out there so it's been thrown out there. All right. Well, I look forward to uh, talking about that situation with you in a couple weeks. Um, all right. Last game. Again, we already talked about this one as well. We have the Washington football team sitting at six and nine going to Philadelphia to face the four ten and one Eagles who have nothing to play for except not crowning an NFC East champion in their stadium. And I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Doug Peterson has come out and said that, uh, Jalen Hurts will be the starter again this week. Although he, uh, did suffer some sort of lower body, something or other, uh, during one of the sacks, I think against Dallas this past week, um, one of the sacks that they had on him. And, uh, I I don't know how serious that is or if it's something that needs to be evaluated, but I mean, will he play a whole game is the question that I have based on that. Um, And the whole other part of the dumpster fire that is the Philadelphia Eagles. And if Washington gets Alex Smith back, they're a different team under Alex Smith. So I think that they will clinch the playoffs with a win over the Eagles on Sunday Night Football. You know, I always talk about rooting against my team when it comes to getting a better draft pick. Um, I don't do that during the game. Like when the Eagles are on, I'm rooting for the Eagles. Now in my heart, I know that it would have benefited us last week to lose against the Cowboys, be eliminated from the playoffs. We currently sit at the number six pick in the draft. Mm -hmm. That's a really high pick. And it's not just one round. Like that's all seven rounds. You're going to pick approximately six. Uh, mm-hmm. When there's tiebreakers, you go up or down a couple picks and whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, like, but of course I'm rooting for the Eagles while I watch Dallas. I will be rooting for the Washington football team this week if Alex Smith is on the field. Mm-hmm. Because that comeback story is unbelievable. It is quite possibly the greatest comeback story in sports history, at least in my lifetime. I mean, I I can't think of anybody who's overcome a bigger injury and played and helped their team. I mean, he's not been spectacular, but he's helped the team. I don't think there's any question. Absolutely. Um, 
I literally, in the last probably 15 years, have never once rooted against the Eagles, and that will change on Sunday if he plays. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but for me, I would so much rather Washington be the NFC East champion than Dallas. Of course. So and- if if anything, I'm rooting more against Dallas than I am against the Eagles. Yep. Well, and and I asked Kristen, my wife, who's a, a, a Cowboys fan, yep. what is your preference to happen on Sunday? Do you want to win the division? And now she lives with me, and I talk about draft picks all the time, and so she's a little bit more exposed to kind of that, you know, line of thinking. But she sure. said, what is the point of drop? So they're the 11th pick right now. She's mm. like, what is the point of going to pick 19? Right. to get destroyed by probably the Rams in the mm-hmm. first round mm-hmm. or, or the Buccaneers. She's just like, what's the point? Yep. Like I just like, just move on to next year. We don't have our quarterback. Dak is out, get healthy, get some better players, get some younger players, yep. move on. That's yep. her thought. So I'm yep. sure that not all Cowboys fans feel that way. Um, but from one Cowboys fan that I think is logical, uh, that's the take. So I was just going to say, she's a smart lady. So <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to this Sunday. It's going to be an exciting day of lots of football. And, uh, you know, I'm also really excited because I really think that 2021 is going to start off with the trophy in its rightful place, which is with me. I mean, Four weeks in a row disagrees with you. <laughs> are we oh, still exchanging? Well, are we are we still exchanging the trophy back and forth in the playoffs? Uh, why wouldn't we? I mean, I guess why wouldn't we? It's going to be tough when we get into like the championship weeks and then the Super Bowl because it'll be very possible that we would have all the same picks. Um, it's true. So we'll see. It's true. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, at uh, least for at wild point, card. Yeah, I think at that point we just go back and we look and see who had the most total wins. Somebody will have to like just sit in front of a spreadsheet or something like that <laughs> and then just crown the end of season winner. But uh All right, all right. I haven't anyway. So, uh Merry Christmas again. Happy New Year and uh let's enjoy some football on Sunday. Oh yeah, for sure. Happy New Year to you and Kristen and to all of our friends listening. Uh, Stay safe out there and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Weekly Pickoff and let us know who you think is going to win this week's Week 17 matchup. And Rogers. (laughs) We'll see you next time here on the Weekly Pickoff. Bye, friends. See ya. (laughs) 